We're going to continue our summer series called Summer on the Mount. And, of course, the Sermon on the Mount. I don't think there's probably any in the room that isn't vaguely familiar, if not very familiar, with the Sermon on the Mount. It's a wonderful thing because Jesus is explaining the principles and values of the kingdom of God in the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, how amazing is that? That he is sharing with us those principles and those values. Values and principles that we, of course, on earth can live by. It's amazing how when Carl decided to go on vacation, he picked today. The Sermon on the Mount has some wonderful uh, lessons. Uh, It has some, as we said, beautiful principles that we can live by. But this morning we're going to be talking about judgment. It's like, okay, judgment. It's kind of like, okay, we, we kind of all know that, don't we? In fact, if you're not involved with the church, you've heard it before. Do not judge. In fact, I like the, the King James Version. It's, Do not judge lest ye be judged. It's kind of a mic drop thing, right? It's like, okay, we get it. Whoa, it's, it's pretty heavy, right? Uh, it is. And I'll tell you, it was, it was interesting a couple weeks ago. My beautiful wife and I were uh, sitting in the living room, and we were blessed Back in October, we were able to purchase a house, uh, kind of unexpectedly. We weren't really looking. It just kind of happened, as those things do. And uh, in my expert negotiating skills, I was able to, to uh, negotiate that the, uh, the owners give us the washer and dryer. And I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah, got a house and free washer and dryer. Look at me. I know what I'm doing. Uh, until we first used a washing machine. And... Uh, once it got on the spin cycle, it sounded like somebody took a ball-peen hammer and a piece of sheet metal and just started hitting the heck out of it. I mean, it's just loud, and it's annoying. But we've lived with it. We've had enough. As you, everybody knows, you get into a new place, you spend a little bit of money getting this and that, and you know, uh, you got to get a few new dishes, things of that nature. So we were sitting there a couple weeks ago after, now since October, and it, it, it's down the end of the hallway. We sit in the living room, and here's this. We hear this, and I stood up and said, that's it. That's it. We're done. We're going to Lowe's. We're buying a washing machine. So there we went. Pretty easy in, in, in the world we live in, right? Uh, I could have done it online, actually. But we thought, well, let's go there. Picked out a washing machine, and the guy that was helping us said, uh, yeah, that one, uh, no, uh, yeah, back order September. Well, that wasn't good enough, right? In the get-it-right-now society that we live in that we all fall into, I said, no, no, not acceptable. So we went to the next one. Found out, oh, it's got a bigger capacity. Great. Let's, that's the one we want. We're going to use that one. We're going to get it. Well, that one's, uh, yeah, well, maybe September if you're lucky. I'm really upset by now. I'm judging him because he doesn't have his act together. It took him too, too long to find out what was going on. I'm judging the people that ship these things. You know, never mind the fact that they stopped production for a few weeks for this little thing we're having to go through called uh, pandemic. But I was, I was readily judging uh, and left there. We just, we just got upset. We left in a huff. I did in a huff. Can't speak for Darby. Uh, and uh, on our way home, we, I, we needed to stop and get something quickly at Target. So I walked in there and went back to grab what I needed, and, and I heard this this noise, and there was a family, was a, a, a little girl, a little boy, and a mom and dad. 
And they were jumping for joy. They're like, yay! They're screaming. I'm like, what in the world? And I turn around. And the mom saw me look, and, and she goes, it's my son's birthday. This is the sixth place we've been, and this is the first bike that we've been able to find that was available. The child was just ecstatic. Now, in my mind, I don't think he was huffing and judgmental about the other bike stores. I think he was just on a search, and he was so excited to find that bike. You know, and I'd been so judgmental and kind of just really grumpy about the people that didn't have what I needed right away. I was very judgmental, very judgmental. And it kind of made me sit back and think, wow, not a good thing. And it isn't. To be judgmental, uh, to predetermine what somebody's thinking or what they're doing or who they are, I think that's a tenet that I think anybody can understand. And while that's important, the question this morning, is that what Jesus really meant when he was talking in this passage about judgment? But I think the most important thing about the passage in Matthew that we're going to be talking more about this morning is to understand the context of that passage. And I call this passage in, in Matthew kind of a bookend passage, Matthew 1 through 5, and we'll be talking about Matthew 7, 1 through 6, excuse me. But I call it a bookend passage because really in order to comprehend and understand what that passage really means, you need to read what was really in front of it and what's behind it to really contextualize what Jesus was saying and when he was saying it, how he was saying it, and what it really means. So let's do this. Let's start from last week. We'll start with Matthew 6, 31 through 34, to, to, to help give context to what we're going to talk about this morning. So Matthew 6, 31 through 34, Jesus says, Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You know, what Jesus is saying there is, part of what he's saying is, is live for today. He's not suggesting be foolish and don't think about tomorrow and plan, but he's saying live in the moment. Your cares and worries are enough for today, and he'll take care of tomorrow. So it's with that context, then, the next passage comes. And in Matthew, verses 1 through 5, Jesus says, Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Let's stop there. Again, it's a passage I think all of us have heard. And in fact, I would suggest it's a passage that many people in the secular world that are not familiar with Christianity know. It may have been used against you before. Uh, There have been times where I've heard people kind of out of the blue, somebody says something, especially if you're a Christian, you might talk about something, and, and, you know, and I'll just say here, hey, don't be judged, or you'll be judged. You know, it's kind of used as one of those, 
kind of verses just to kind of hit you over the head, right? And uh, I get that. It's, it's, it's well known. It's well used. But th- that isn't what Jesus was meaning. And again, I mentioned that they're bookend passages. Well, let me, let me put it in this perspective. You just heard Jesus talk about not being worried. And then he comes and he talks about judgment. When my mom would bake cookies for us, which who didn't like that, right? To have cookies baked for you. She would often say, I baked you some cookies. Don't eat those cookies until after dinner. Right? Now, if I had forgotten the part about after dinner, all I would have heard was what? Don't eat the cookies. All right? If all I read, if I just pull out of the Bible this one passage says, do not judge or you will be judged. Guys, is there anybody on this earth that ever roamed this earth other than Jesus that hasn't judged? So, you know, and, and then we use this as a weapon, don't we? Just like some, some people have in the Christian church and outside the Christian church. But what Jesus is really talking about here is judging another individual's righteousness. Remember in the previous passage, he talked about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But what we're not to do is to look at somebody and evaluate their righteousness, where they are in their Christianity, right? Don't do that. Now, are we going to do it? Yeah, we're all fallen, aren't we? We're broken people. We do that. But it's a reminder to us to say, no, don't do that. You know, because, you know, as you are judged with the measure you use, it will be used against you. So if you keep a hard heart, and Jesus is saying, yeah, if you just refuse to understand the message or you don't take in the message that I'm delivering to you, I'm imparting upon you, that if you do hard-heartedly judge someone else's righteousness, then your righteousness is going to be judged as well. But let's read what comes after that. I'm going to skip uh, the next verse and go to Matthew 7, 7. Sorry, Mitch, I'm going to steal a little bit of your thunder for next week. But in Matthew 7, 7, it says, And ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks the door will be opened. All right, now we can kind of put in context. Jesus lovingly told us not to worry. He's got this. Well, obviously, in the situation in the world we're in today with the troubles that we have, that's a word that, quite frankly, I've, I've read a number of times in the, in the last weeks and months. And I would suggest that it would be great for you to do the same thing. But we get that word of really encouragement. Uh, I would suggest that really that word of do not worry is a word of empowerment in the right way. And then he tells us not to judge. In other words, he tells us to not worry. Be bolstered by your righteousness. And then don't judge others about their righteousness. And then he tells you, hey, if you knock on the door, seek, you will find me. 
Do you follow what I'm saying here? Do you track with me? You just, it's not all about the judgment. It's about what becomes for and after it. So that, in fact, he's simply telling us to relax, to not worry, don't judge others, and seek me. What a beautiful message. It's the central tenet of Jesus' ministry, and that is his, and God's just unbelievable, scandalous love of us. And that's what it really all comes down to, his absolute love of us. Love that we can't, we've never really been able to find words to describe. It's beyond what we understand and know. It is an amazing thing. I want to take you a little bit further into another passage uh, that uses similar words as seek and you will find and knock and the door will be open. In Revelations, verse 3, chapter 20, when John was on the Isle of Patmos, Jesus appeared to him in spirit, in a dream, and Jesus had him scribe letters to a number of churches. One of them was Laodicean Church. And to that church, Jesus said, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Similar wording. Would you agree? Right? Knock, seek, and ye shall find. Let me put a little context to this verse in terms of who it was delivered. For those back in the day, the, the, the Laodicean church was a church in Asia Minor in what is now Turkey. The Laodiceans had a reputation of being uh, kind of hard people. They had a reputation for locking their doors, literally locking their doors. They didn't let people in. And in fact, uh, history shows us that uh, around 40 B.C., actually, there was visiting officials, uh, Roman officials, that had requested lodging uh, by the Laodiceans. They were Romans, and they were hungry soldiers. Uh, normally, in that time and day, if Roman soldiers came, you let them in, you welcomed them, for kind of obvious reasons, not the Laodiceans. They were proud people. Uh, and they closed the doors uh, right on the face of a Roman general called Labanaeus Parthicus. They literally shut the door on a Roman general. Now, they obviously probably got extra props kind of under the table from other people because they were not normal people. Well, this locking of the doors to Romans, while we can look at that as a favorable thing there, the unfortunate thing is that Laodicean church was also known as being kind of lukewarm. They are kind of a lukewarm church. They were, again, people had a reputation for not letting people in. They closed the doors. They locked the gates. You were not welcome. You knocked on their door. They weren't opening it. So now let me read that passage again because this was said to the Laodicean church. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat. And with that person and they with me. All right, let's think about this now. Jesus earlier in Matthew said, knock on the door, seek and ye shall find. Now he's coming to a church 
that's refused the message, lukewarm, not really involved, locking their doors, he's now coming to them and saying, hey, open your door. I'm coming to you. Think about that now. Think about the love it would take. Jesus said, hey, knock, you know, seek and you shall find me. Now what is he saying? He's saying, I'm going to come to you, the creator of the universe. Folks are coming to you. I want you to take that in and think about that. I want you to think about the love that Jesus has for us, that he is knocking on our door. And all we simply need to do is to open that door. And he will come in and he will eat with that person. He will commune with us. He will eat with us. He will love us. So Jesus in Matthews tells us, do not worry. Look, do not judge another's righteousness. I'm telling you not to worry. Rest in your righteousness. Do not judge. Seek and ye shall find. And then he goes further. And he tells us he will knock on our door. It's an amazing thing. And it simply, it simply is what Jesus is all about. And it is simply love. I mean, that's what it is. And if you want a more literal idea of what that door that he's knocking on is, it's our hearts. He's knocking on our hearts saying, please let me in. That is the most amazing show of grace. That grace that God presents and gives us as a gift every day that we simply receive and accept, it's there for us. It's hard for us as broken individuals to accept that there's nothing else we have to do to get there. There's no kind of side hustle. There's nothing else. We just simply need to receive it. Many times we do not feel worthy. And the truth be known, when we talk about judging, most of the time we judge ourselves, don't we? Most of the time we judge ourselves. Many of us harder than we judge anybody else. So what I would suggest to you this morning is, when Jesus is talking about judgment, He's also talking about you judging yourself. Jesus goes on in verse 3. And he says, Why do you look at the speck of stardust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Again, if you look at this from the plank in your own eye, it can, it's, it's easy to judge yourself in this. But what Jesus is simply saying is, look, and, he's, and it's kind of a ludicrous example, isn't it? A plank, a two-by-four, right? A two-by-four in your own eye. And what Jesus is simply saying is, look, there may be a speck, there may be an issue with your brother, 
But take care of your own issue first. Because ultimately, God loves us and he wants us to be holy, wants us to be healthy. He wants to, to be able to enter the kingdom of God by proclaiming Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. And he wants us to heal. So recognize your own faults first. And bring them to the Lord. And then go to your brother or your sister. Right? He simply loves us enough. He's saying, take care of yourself first. Right? You know, we, we've all heard in, in the, the self-help world we live in that it, you really need to, uh, you have to take care of yourself, right, before you can take care of others. And it's, it is true. And that's really essentially what, what Jesus is saying. It's all about love, folks. And finally, Matthew 7, chapter 6. Jesus says, do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under your feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Um, there's a story, I, I don't know if any of you are young enough to remember, Dorothy Parker, she was a famous uh, uh, poet, author, journalist in New York. And there's a story about uh, Dorothy. She, was, she, had a, uh, she had a quick wit and a sly tongue, and there was a story that she was uh, uh, going to a, a party, a socialite party, and as she was entering, there was a younger woman opened the door for her and said, uh, oh, uh, age before beauty, and uh, Dorothy looked at her and, and said, well, pearls before swine. Uh, I just, I love that. It has nothing to do with the, the passage. It's, it's totally out of context, but, but I, I just love the, the way that she, she used that passage. Uh, but what does it really mean? What is Jesus really saying? Well, what Jesus is really talking about here is discernment. He tells us to not judge others and our uh, their righteousness, lest ye be judged. He's told us to seek and find him. And here he's, he's telling us that we must use discernment. Because when we seek and we find him and we have in us that light of God, you know, we know our, our responsibility is to share that light. But what he's saying here is, look, you have a message and you want to share that message. But discern, and we all have the ability to discern this, discern when the message is right and how much the message. I mean, it's a difference between planting a seed, and excavating for a whole oak tree. In other words, a message that you present to somebody, a little message may be just enough in what they need. And I'm talking possibly a non-believer, or maybe somebody that's, that's uh, a, a, a young Christian. But we have to know when to stop, when to discern. You know, there, there, you know you've heard the stories about, look, you know, when I was a kid, my mom made me read Bible passages for an hour every day. She was going to make sure that she got that in there, right? I would suggest to you that very few people that ever stuck that way. I'm not saying they didn't become or were Christians, but we just have to understand that sometimes those pearls of wisdom may not be used in the best way if we're, if we're not really discerning how to use that. So Jesus is simply telling us, let's, let's make sure that when we, when we share the word, 
that we're doing so in a wise and prudent way. Right? And we all have the ability to discern that. So it's a wonderful message that, that Jesus has blessed us with. It's a message of love. So keep in mind when you read that passage, always what came before it and came afterward and put it in context. But folks, it, it just is an amazing thing that Christ has done by being our Lord and Savior here on earth. And in fact, I would suggest to you that in the entire book, this wonderful book that we're blessed to have, is all about love. And in fact, I will tell you, when people ask me what this is, what this book really is, I'll tell them it's a love story. And that's exactly what it is. Because it's a story about how God lost us, that we parted from God, and it's the story of how God has been seeking us and wanting us to come back to him. And now Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, has been knocking on our hearts, telling us to open the door, and if we do, he will come in. I'm going to have Kevin come up now and sing a song that we, with us, that uh, was sung last week, and it spoke to my heart, and I think it's, it's one that uh, hopefully we'll... we'll uh, We'll speak to yours as well.